0: Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values.
1: So here's the thing about communism. When it comes knocking at your door, it doesn't say, hi, I'm here to impoverish, enslave, and murder you. It says, I'm here to liberate you from oppression.
2: I thought of myself as a happy kid. I was going to school. I was playing.
0: And I had no idea that I was being brainwashed.
2: Communism is like an international cancer. It must spread to survive. And America was the major impediment to the spread of this disease. They knew right from the start that America could not be taken from the outside. It had to be taken from the inside.
1: They infiltrated America's media and education.
2: He said the ultimate objective of having government school was to destroy Christianity, those are his words. But unfortunately, we have utterly redwashed education, so we don't know what creeping communism looks like.
1: I don't like the idea of teaching children
2: that they're victims. So we're undermining the family unit by saying that it's destructive to have any sort of heteronormative society. Just affirm it or else we're gonna take your kids away. And they say, well, no, that's not communism. It's, it's Democrat socialism. It's just dog do. Put sprinkles on top of it. It's the same thing. It
1: was probably the most extreme version of communism. They separated children from their parents. If you ever want to take over a country, you, you indoctrinate the children. I just can't sit here and do nothing. This is the hill I'm going to die on.
2: They say that that's why uh, we will take you to prison, because you're teaching your children about God, and you don't uh, follow our... Uh, in the
1: Just like in the Soviet Union, in America, we have seen heavy attacks on fringe Christian groups.
2: And I hate to use that phrase, the final solution, because that's what uh, Hitler's Germany used for the justify the killing of all the Jews. But uh, that's what they called it.
1: Overall, there were 76 deaths of men, women, and children.
2: And the real target is mainstream Christianity. But by attacking the fringes, you intimidate everybody else.
1: The Soviets infiltrated the mainstream churches.
2: All their um, the top clergy, yeah, so they are working for the government and even some of them is appointed by the government. So
1: the KGB agents would go into his church and then rise
2: up. That's right, all of them is infiltrated.
1: Similarly, America's churches have been infiltrated.
2: So the American communists started infiltrating the churches right from the start. There are ravening wolves in sheep's clothing all over the place. They agree with Mark, So religion is the opiate of the masses, and the masses are going to need some opium because they're going to get put through some unpleasant experiences. Uh, Their liberty is going to be taken away from them.
1: What can we do? You know, get involved, do what you can. There is no time for complacency.
2: We're only going to be saved by telling the truth. Telling the truth takes courage. Courage is proof of faith.
3: You know, sometimes when you see a movie trailer, you're like, I, I, I want to clear my schedule and watch mm-hmm. that right now. I feel that way about uh, that. That trailer is based on a book called Beneath Sheep's Clothing. Mm-hmm. You can find more about it by going to a website called BeneathSheep'sClothing.Clothing.Movie. But we have the author that that was all based on uh, with us today. And I'm so excited to get in a conversation with Julie Beeling. Yeah. Julie wow
0: welcome
3: I got goosebumps Me too. I feel a little bit like I'm falling there's mm-hmm. so many thoughts uh that I have things that we've seen like uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, over the last few years and I think there are things that have been below the surface for quite a while and then like all at once they're kind of no longer below the surface they're they're on the surface but you've been writing about this and knowing about these issues for a long time talk to us a little bit about, about what what led to the book and and kind of helped you to be able to understand this in a way that most of us, you know, didn't way before uh, this was mainstream.
1: Sure. Yeah. So it started, I was a missionary in Russia in the late nineties. I was there for a year and a half and I came back to the U S and I got a dual masters in Russian and East European studies and Russian language and literature. And then I wrote my master's thesis on underground Christian movements in the Soviet union and their survival tactics and the tactics of the Soviet state to dismantle Christianity. And much to my surprise, a few years later, I noticed the same tactics happening here in America mm. that I wrote about in my thesis. That was the genesis of my book Beneath Sheep's Clothing.
3: Wow. It, it, I wrote you know, most of
1: my book. I wrote most of it in between 2009-2011 and I finally published it last year in 2022. Well, it's wow. caught it's
3: caught fire because you got some mm-hmm. of the brightest minds, you know, really in our in 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 you know, in, in our country, for sure, uh, talking about this and contributing to this and, and, and shining, shining light on it. The, the question I would have for you, and this has been a focus of of ours for a long time, um, in ministry school and different mm-hmm. things. When you, when you hear of movements, say in the underground church in China, where there's massive suppression, or even you talk about the early church, you know, first century, uh, there couldn't right. be more suppressed. Most of the apostles, you know, you know, were martyrs. Mm-hmm. Um, but it spread like wildfire. Like a a a persecuted faith does not persecute the Holy Spirit. They're still they, the people still connect to God because they they reach out with such fervent uh, desire. I, mm-hmm. I wonder, based on your perspective, which is more harmful to the body of Christ: a, a suppressed faith or a lukewarm faith? Like we like in the like United you States see so much right a, a mega church, lukewarm, mm-hmm. very comfortable. Um, you know, faith, which you know you see throughout Western Europe. Um, you know, when you visit, you know, nations in Italy and others, they're are dead empty churches. Um, uh, what is your perspective on on what what impact oppression has to faith versus a a, a um unrestricted lukewarm organizational structure?
1: Well. My goal with my book and documentary is that we in America learn from the experience of the Soviet Christians, the very heavily persecuted Soviet Christians, 12 to 20 million of them were arrested, imprisoned, executed, tortured. Um, I don't wish that upon us Mm -hmm. in America for us to learn those lessons. I'm hoping we can learn those lessons from people who already went through that and are already departed. Some of them are still here with us. Um, And it's actually pretty emotional for me. I spent two years researching primary sources of the accounts of the persecuted Soviet Christians, especially the, um, the fringe groups. They were considered cults. They were the underground Baptists, Pentecostals, Seventh-day Adventists, and Jehovah's Witnesses. They were considered the absolute scum of the earth in the Soviet Union. They had lower social status than rapists or murderers. I don't wish that upon the Christians here in America. I, I hope that we can learn our lessons vicariously.
0: Now, you were in the documentary, obviously, we saw indoctrination in education. Uh, you talked about in church. What are some of the institutions here in America that have been compromised um, and there has been, you know, indoctrination going on for communism?
1: Yeah, so the, the the Italian communist Antonio Gramsci, way back in the 1920s, 1930s, he was sitting around trying to figure out why communism had not taken over the West And he came up with um, what's called cultural Marxism, and it was a plan to overtake the West. Well, before the West could fall to communism, his theory was that they had to infiltrate the culture-producing institutions of the West, including Mm -hmm. America. That would be education, the church, the family, the media, and also the legal system. Mm -hmm. And so this infiltration process began, I mean, we're talking a century ago in most cases, and now we're just in the end stages of it where it's becoming more obvious to more people. But yeah, this has been going on for a very long time. And the communists, they play the long game, um, multi-generational game here. Mm-hmm.
3: We, have, we have a uh, we have back deck on our house and it's got a you know a wooden staircase going up to it you know, with some cedar you know, on the side. Not lived here a whole long time. I think we built it in 2017. And I uh, noticed this last summer, I was walking up and there's the, the sideboards I like poked it a little bit. It was rotten. And, uh, you know, come to find out the way our sprinklers hit and there was nowhere for the water to go. And it's like, but that the water had been hitting it and had been having that effect since day one. But all of a sudden it was like one day I was walking up the Mm -hmm. steps and one of the steps was loose and I started poking at them, and there was about half a dozen of them that were full of rot. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow. And I even came up, Stacy, look what happened to our, our stair, we need to fix it. It was like a major, but it was all of a sudden a problem for me. Mm-hmm. But it had been right. happening since the day it was built, you know. It, but right. it but all of a sudden it became obvious in a, in a moment, and I think we're seeing that in these institutions, and it it's made to appear like organic, like this is naturally happening. But but this was this was an outside in intentional thing. Can you kind of explain that process a little bit of of how did we get here? And, and was it intentional or was it like an, an organic thing that's been an attack for a long time?
1: Right. So we had high level monopolistic capitalists that I like to call them, the Rockefeller Carnegie's way back at the beginning of the 20th century. They were funding the communist infiltration of the churches. They were funding uh, John Dewey and he was essentially a communist funding him and his, his education plans that he had for America. And uh, we talk about this in the documentary, but it's a very strange bedfellow, you know, of John Rockefeller and a, and a communist, but actually not really because both are looking for a maximum centralization of power in their hands mm. and to suppress um, the, the populace. So it turns out communism, Marxism, a very, very handy system to control the mm-hmm. masses. And so that's where it began. We had, of course, Soviet infiltrators and um, the communist Chinese party more recently. There was a whole bunch of German communists that came over um, during Nazi Germany. They were not, Hitler didn't appreciate them. So we absorbed them here in our country. But the the communist takeover of education really got moving very heavily. It was first the universities that were overtaken. Mm -hmm. And once you overtake the universities, that spreads downward and trickles downward. Now K through 12 is the infrastructure for a complete takeover of K through 12 is essentially in place. There are still, the one thing that has kept this um, and slowed this down tremendously is good hearted teachers and educators th- through the decades. I myself had a, had a really good public school experience here in America for the most part, uh, but it's really been in the last 20 years, 25 years, especially last decade that things have really ramped up. And now we're to at an insane level of just at the, education. We think that we're sending our kids to school to be educated, but we're we're sending them there to be indoctrinated in to woke Marxism to replace Judeo-Christian ethics at the foundational level with woke Marxism, even if the teachers themselves that's not their intention. And I, I say this in the documentary: most people who are support the communist cause enable, I should say, the communist cause in America are not communists. They don't see themselves as communist. And many of them would be horrified to know that they're doing anything to to help support and enable the communist agenda here.
0: Now, there was an interesting line um, in the trailer that jumped out at me when I watched it last night and then watched it again today. Um, The line was, there is no time for complacency. Uh, Can you talk about that, where we are right now in that timeline? And then what are things that we can do as Americans to make a difference right now to help to save our country from what's going on?
1: Right. Well, you know, it's really hard looking at Washington DC as most of us average Americans fly over Americans per se. And what power do we have over what these, these individuals are doing very little, but what power do we have over our own families, the education of our children? That's where we have to start. Um, And you know, whether it's homeschool, whether it's banding together in our local communities for micro schools, uh, we really need to hi- heavily consider pulling our kids out of the system. Myself, I have a nine-year-old who I homeschool, and I know it's not possible for everyone to homeschool, but that's really, it's not education. Even under a best case scenario, we're not going to be able to, to dismantle the communist infrastructure uh, overnight. It's going to take many years, best case scenario. So in the meantime, we've got to protect our children from being indoctrinated. And in the documentary Beneath Sheep's Clothing, we go into the absolute explicit details of how this takes place um, with interviews from Dr. James Lindsay and researcher Lisa Logan, Alex Newman, who are the absolute experts mm-hmm. on all of this communist subversion in education. And you know, any teachers out there, I'm not trying to offend you, uh, but the I will say the social and emotional learning and also ethnic studies curricula are two of the, of the main vehicles of this indoctrination that we have to be aware of.
3: Yeah. Oh, it, it's powerful. I think one of the, one of the you know easiest and most effective ways that, that people can do this is, uh, watch this movie mm-hmm. and, 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 and share this movie because, you know, it's an easy way, um, to not be critical. You know, you can make a post on Facebook. The schools are a mess. Okay. You know, I don't know how effective, you know, that is, that's like saying it's, Cold in Alaska, you know, mm-hmm. or something. It it doesn't, you know, change anything. It's just, oh yeah, okay. Um, but when you you show somebody something, you know, when you when somebody sees something, they can't undo. I always think of domestic violence, like the NFL had a domestic violence issue for years and years and years. But um, you know, Ray Rice, running back for the Baltimore Ravens, punched his wife, knocked her out unconscious on an elevator, but it was caught on video. Huh. And and when yeah. people see that, it's like, I can't unsee that. You know, and, and it it changed the direction of everything. He didn't he didn't play, you know, another another mm-hmm. snap, you know, in the NFL. There's something about seeing something it quickly. It's like, Oh, mm-hmm. now I, I can't unsee what I just saw. And there's an understanding mm-hmm. that comes with it. And I I think that that's what, what this movie can accomplish. Let's talk a little bit about, about release dates, how they can get it, how they can see it and how we can work together as, as a, as a, as a small little army here with the flyover family and all of our, of our listeners, you guys, please share this episode with people. We'll put a, a direct link in the, in the, in the comment, in the sections below, in the notes below. So you can share mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the trailer. Um, Beneath Sheep's Clothing. dot movie, but share a little bit about about when it's released, how they can watch it, when it'll be available on streaming, you know, and be able to get this. Again, again, I think a good idea would be I couldn't tell Stacy this is a probably. Hey, would you do me a favor? I watched this; it really got me thinking. Would you? Would you watch this and give me your feedback? Yeah. You know, I'd love to get your thoughts as an educator on this, or I'd love to get your thoughts as a mother. Would you watch this and, and is this, is this movie whacked out or is it, is there anything to it? Would you give me your thoughts? Like ask her opinion, That's I think so it engages her in the process and like allows her to watch it open minded, but how can people get to that position?
1: Yeah. So <clears throat> we have three live premieres with Dr. James Lindsay <clears throat> and Trevor Loudon, um, on, excuse me, January 11th in Phoenix, Arizona, January 12th in St. George, Utah, January 13th in Lehigh or Salt Lake City, Utah. And then um, it online, it will be starting January 19th. Um, it will be on our website streaming, but also on Rumble. If people, If people don't remember anything else, you can check it out on Rumble after Jan- January 19th and beyond. Um, also from our website, people can actually um, get the streaming ability to, to share it with a large group, such as a church which I highly recommend. Mm -hmm. Um, I highly recommend that people share this with their school board, their, their County school boards and um, with parents, with, with Christians, with anyone who cares about freedom. Um, This is something that again, it's, we're taking the lessons that the Soviet Christians learned. And instead of us having to go through that here, we can learn from what they went through. We can learn from, from, what that playbook looks like. Um, if enough people understand the communist playbook to, to overtake education and the church and the family, if enough people understand that and say, no, we're not doing that, then they will not be able to fully implement these agendas. And that is what my hope is with Beneath Sheep's Clothing.
0: It's huge. So, Flyover Family can go to beneath sheep's clothing. Dot movie to find out more information. So with these release dates of uh, premieres of January eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth, if it's in your area, go to the theater, see it there. What a, what an opportunity to be able to meet some of the people in the documentary. um Also, January the nineteenth, online premiere. That's when it'll be released. You can go to beneath sheep's sheep's clothing dot movie or also find it on Rumble after the nineteenth.
3: And you say on Rumble, people will be able to watch that for free.
0: No, it'll be pay per view.
3: Okay. okay. I was going to say, how, how will that work yeah. uh, on that? And that's, that, that'll be available th- through that format on Rumble. And then there's a place yes. on the website as well. If people are in a position or feel compelled by this or it's one of their you know, heart passions, there's a way they can donate uh, to this work as well.
1: Absolutely. I have a give, send, go, give, send, go.com forward slash beneath sheep's clothing.
0: Perfect. Yeah. And th- th- these things great. do not
3: happen by accident nope. and, it, and it's not cheap to put together and um, you know, at all, and it's not like Sony or Paramount or you know somebody's like throwing a lot of, of money at this to try to get the message out. So we do need to work together, you know, to push back. And again, it's it's a, it's a war of ideas, and uh, nothing can can spread an idea and share it better than images, movie, film, narrative. And man, you guys did a high quality job on yes, this. Yes,
0: you did. You did a great job, Julie. Thank you so much for joining oh, us cool. today. We really appreciate your time. <laughs>
2: Hey guys, Frank Cox here. I'm here with my buddy Kyle from over there at Ozark Valley Waigu Beef, or Ozark Valley Beef Company. We're gonna cook up some Waigu Beef Burgers today on the San Maria Grill, using this flat top. Boom. Can you put too much cheese on a burger. Take your time. We're not trying to push for it. All right guys, I get to take five now. Check it out. Here we go. Anyway, bozarkwagoo.com. Get on over and get your burger. I'm gonna eat the
4: restaurants right in front of you. My name is Dr. Troy Spurl, and I'm CEO and founder of Synapse Center for Health and Healing. While we're a full functional medicine clinic where we're uh, looking at the entirety of the body, we have nurse practitioners, chiropractors, acupuncture. We do functional restoration with uh, a BTL equipment, and we have uh, medical doctors on staff as well to help with PRP and other injections for pain relief. We, we do a multitude of services, labs nutrition, counseling, health coaching, we've got it all. We are constantly being asked about how to improve their immune system. How do I go through a flu season without getting a cold? Uh, I myself have gone 30 years without missing a day of work, never gotten a cold, never been sick. And we just show our patients how to do that. We answer those questions. Why am I tired? Why do I have pain? So if you're watching this right now, just go to our website, officialsynapse.com, click on free discovery call, answer three simple questions and we'll get you started. One more thing we are the highest rated, most reviewed functional medicine clinic in all of Minnesota. All right, let's get our stuff
3: together here. Hi, I'm David Whitey.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> if we could skip the high money part, <laughs> because that's where I kind of tend to derail. <laughs> Hi.
2: <laughs>
3: but I did good. See, look. First thing says, Say your name. Say your name, (laughs) 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 David. Have you been wondering what to do with the spare time you have on Saturday mornings? Have I got a way for you to fill that time? Not cleaning your garage, folding your laundry, or doing something with yourself, filling your head with worthless information about (laughs) what may or may not have happened 5,000 years ago. (laughs) Have you ever wondered about ancient civilizations or about chemtrails in the sky? Or have you ever had a friend at, at school talk to you about? friend at school.
0: <laughs>
3: Some days when you're sitting there with your lunch pail, you're talking to your friend at school, they, they bring up your flat earth, you think it's a flat I don't know if your flat earth is flat or not, I don't know, alligators are angry because they got all those teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> and it's all true! And we talk about it every Saturday. <laughs> we talk about all Rubik's cubes and stuff. <laughs> we like to have conversations with people that have made documentaries, written books, Oh, this is terrible. I can like fill myself hating watching this later. Okay, give me a swoosh. Let's do this thing for real this time. Bye. Got a show for you. Hang <laughs> on. My, 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 my eyes red now. You don't be able to tell in there. Peter can fix it. You can you run it through a filter? Can you run it through the Brad Pitt filter and get rid of my red eyes? Oh, I'm probably doing the world a disservice.